listening to the Rational Rage Network. this kid if he doesn't break himself apart with the things that he has been subjected to. You're, you're right, JR. I mean, he has an uncanny physical ability and, and a, an ability to endure almost inhuman amounts of punishment, but that can only last for so long. There's a spirit about Darby Allen that I wish everybody could understand better. 
because it's really amazing. All right. Darby. Sting, you had something you wanted to say to Darby? Please. Floor's yours, buddy. Well, you know, I just, first of all, I want to say that there's something that just reminds me about me in you. And, and I, I kind of like it, you know? I, I think you're a phenomenal wrestler. I want to be the first to, in public, congratulate you for being our TNT champ. And second, what I want to do is just make sure that everybody understands I wasn't here to interrupt in the match. I just wanted to make sure that Darby had a straight up chance to win and hold on to his title. Shut up. That's all there is. Shut up. Shut up, Sting. Enough. Fair fight, my ass. You come out there with a baseball bat during a TNT title match and you attack Ricky Starks. Okay, Darby Allen, during that match, you take your leather belt off and you try to hog tie the legs. You're wrapping around Brian Cage like he's a damn piece of cattle. That's not fair. You guys fight dirty. You guys fight street style. Where my guys, well, we, we've been gentlemen. Here's the difference. I grew up in the streets. Do your homework on me. These men are street fighters. We talk about street, yeah. You know what I just realized? We talk about streets. We're talking about street fighters. Here's the thing. You two couldn't see us in the street. Am I right, boy? Couldn't see us in the street. Come on. No, no, here's the deal. Starks is right. I say, we take it to the streets. You want to go hard? You want to go nasty? Balls in your court, bitches. What you got? That's an awkward pause right there. Sting just whispered something in Darby's ear. You want to take it to the streets, Team Taz? Be careful what you wish for, because it just might happen. Thing can happen on Wednesdays on AEW Dynamite. And things, things are getting crazy around here. I can't keep track of everything. I can't keep track of who's in the Bullet Club, who's the elite, who's from Impact Wrestling, but I don't care. See, Kenny Omega thought he would bring his little frat brothers from Nashville to AEW and they would watch his back. Kenny, 
All you did was make it more fun. All you did was make it more interesting. More bodies, bigger brawls, more blood, more violence, more necks to break, more limbs to snap. I love this. And the bigger the mountain is to climb, the sweeter it is at the top. And I will climb back up this mountain, because you see, you can bring the whole city of Nashville here to Jacksonville. You can bring whoever you want from Mexico, from Japan. It remains the same. All roads in professional wrestling lead through me. Exactly. It's thinking the same thing. He cuts right to the chase. No finesse. Very motivated, very pissed off. John Moxley. Uh, Daddy, tell me what time. Tell me what time it is. Not how to make the watch. That's Moxley style. All right. Hello and welcome everybody back to the. PWC presents the Wednesday Night Skirmish with me, Christopher Ams, and my boy, Jimmy T. Jimmy T, how's it going? Man, after watching that dynamite, I don't know, man. I'm a bit fucking drained after that show, but hey, I'm alright, man. A little hot, as per usual, but that show, man, was the drizzling shit. How about you, man? It was pretty bad. Yeah, no, uh, I actually just, I had dental work done today, so it was not a good day. Uh, but uh, but other than that, you know, we got to watch a really wonderful episode of Dynamite. Just kidding. Uh, um, all right, look. Before we get into the show, uh, do us a favor here. Uh, if you're fans of if you're fans of our show, and if you're looking for something uh, cool and interesting to get into the wrestling, uh, check out the Pro Wrestling Loot Crate. Uh, when you when you subscribe. Uh, not only are you getting awesome pro wrestling merch, you're also supporting the PWC. You'll receive pro wrestling merchandise ranging from DVDs, t-shirts, posters, action figures, signed photos, and much more. All this from companies such as WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, and independent companies through the US. Receive up to 8 items per box, at least 6 pro wrestling items per box, nothing like this before, rare, unique wrestling items, please click Please click the link in the description below. All right, that out of the way. Let's talk about dynamite. Um, dynamite started off with a bang. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, actually, it started off with a birthday celebration for uh, for minus one or negative one or whatever whatever they're calling Brody Lee's kid. Um, I don't have anything to say about this. This was just silly cartoon stuff that should be not recorded. I mean, it's it's fine if you want to do it, right? If, if they want to take five or ten minutes at the beginning of a show and do this for the kid, that's fine. But why are you wasting my time? I don't need to see this on TV anymore. We already did it. Let's move on. It, Jimmy, am I off base here? Not at all, man. I mean, geez, haven't they exploited the kid already? Like, you know, isn't it enough? by now i know it was his birthday but geez man not only give us a break but give the poor kid a little break man they could have done this you know, like at the end of the show 
and not in front of cameras, but that's just my opinion, man. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, like I don't know what I don't know what all's going on in Florida. I don't know if they're back to school or whatever. But at a certain point, an eight-year-old kid needs to get back to playing with his friends and stop playing with professional wrestlers on TV. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> oh man, thank God it's yeah. not the eighties, right? Yes, well, thank God. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got a we've got a tag match here. Is is it Serpentico? Am I am I getting that right? Got Serpentico that right. is one Serpentico. of the guys' names. That's the oh, name. Fuck off with this shit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Serpentico, Luther, and H two O, or T H two or H two hybrid. T three D. I don't. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, they take on the Dark Order uh, with Hangman Page. Uh, I have a really hard time following this match. I don't have a whole lot in terms of like starting this match off with uh, notes. Basically, I just put everyone is everywhere doing everything. It's <laughs> crap. Um, it's fine for the you know TH2 guys or whatever. I expect that out of them, but I, I honestly have come to the point where I expect better out of Hangman Page. Um, at one point, there's even some quailish clustering uh, <laughs> as Adam Page goes up and hits a moonsault from the top. Uh, his Im his impacts always look good; like he's a great worker. But there's just too much flippy shit in this in this match for me. There's too much standing around waiting for the next guy to do his thing. Um, the finish did look good, as the Dark Order guys basically did a tag team thing, and uh, and included the the uh, buckshot lariat. Um, they go over, uh, obviously Luther gets his face put into a cake, which again, that's fine. There's Luther's useless. They're not going to do anything with them anyway. But again, this shit should really be more for house show or pre-tape stuff. Right. Like don't, don't, why are you recording this? It just looks dumb. Um, afterwards, uh, hangman gets asked if he's going to join the dark order. He's not. He's done the group thing before, and it didn't work for him, brother. That doesn't work for me, brother. And then he <laughs> takes off uh, drinking some alcohol. <sighs> Jacques, surprise. Any kind of feeling at all, Jimmy? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Not only are they wasting Hangman's talent, but uh, what the fuck was this shit? Seriously. like, I don't know, man. This show really made me fucking feel like, yeah. Man, I don't know, man. I've got no comment on this match. It, it is what it is. I guess Hangman rides off into the sunset with uh, with some alcohol, right? So, yeah. Yeah, he gets to go drink some more. Character growth. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> JR's breaking down the matches that are coming <laughs> yeah. up for the night. He, he has a great time. call here. He has a great call here where he says, yeah, so so in the main event, it's it's three teams from one faction. If that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good old JR, man. I, I got to say, man, I really love I really love pissy old man version of JR. Like, Me too. He's just a little salty on commentary. I love it, man. And he's wonderful. I don't understand how people actually say he's done and dusted and shit. I, I disagree, man. This guy is one of the highlights of Dynamite every week. That's just me, though. But he really is, man. And you can tell he, he wants to take a piss on this shit. As we do. So, man, keep going, JR. Keep doing your thing, mate. 
Absolutely. I agree with you. He's one of the best things on this show, bar none, every week. Uh, anyway, MJF and Jericho do a backstage interview. Uh, they basically just talk about wanting to win the tag match later. It was fine. There wasn't anything really to write home about here. They were getting on Marvez's case, which I guess is okay. You know, it, it like it, at a certain point, though, you risk you you run the risk of just making your backstage guy into a complete joke to where everybody just expects a joke every time he comes on screen, and then it your jokes aren't going to land as hard. You know what I mean? So say, I don't know. I feel like they kind of need to pull back a little bit. I agree. But, but he's he's become pretty much the Mexican uh, Jonathan Coachman, man. Yep, that's basically where they've taken him, and it seems like everybody is the rock to his <laughs> Jonathan Coachman, and it's too much. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like I said, this company, man, I, I say, look, we both say it week in, week out, but this time it's just... It's getting too much, man. Come on, boys. And when I say boys, I'm talking about TK and his fucking little posse in the back. Get with the program, boys. Come on. Jeez, man. You're starting to drain the hell out of all of us, man. If NXT don't beat Dynamite in the ratings this week, I'll be shocked. I, I mean, honestly, it's always the next week, right? It's always the week after a bad show that takes a real dip. So I'm thinking that maybe six people, including us, watch it next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so well, we, we can do this freaking review. Because <laughs> this was a bad episode. Um, anyway, we'll keep going here. Um, uh, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. Uh, he introduces, <laughs> it's Sting, which has already gotten super super fucking old stop it tony um so sting comes out and he doesn't say anything but he's there to talk which already stings there to talk you lose i'm done this is stupid tk go fuck yourself (laughs) um meth sting comes out and i guess they're gonna have a father-son reunion thing or something um sting starts talking and uh he basically says that he sees himself in darby allen no shit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, this this doesn't go on too long. And then I heard somebody yell, hey, why don't you shut the hell up? And for a second there, I was thinking, oh, is that Darby? Are they actually going to do something interesting with this? Too. Oh, my God. And then, no, it was Taz. Did you not? I thought that too, man. And I had to do a double take. I'm like, what the fuck? Did he just? But yeah, it was Taz. And boy, I just want to quickly say before you continue on, this segment was the biggest waste of a segment I have ever seen in my life. But yeah, continue on. It was basically just an excuse to get Sting on TV, I think. Um, Anyway, Taz is the one interrupting. And Taz is standing backstage with Starks, Hobbs, and his kid. Um, There's also some giant jobber guy with a weird orange belt. I I don't know who this guy is, but uh, hopefully they book him properly and they don't have him only be able to get a one count on Darby Allen and shit like that. Anyway, moving on. Um, I will say thank God for Taz interrupting when he did because it slimmed this fucking thing down. Because if it would have been 20 minutes long, I would have just been screaming right now about how fucking awful it was. As it was, it was just kind of meh. Dude. Man, Taz did save this segment, no doubt about it. But uh, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't know what they're doing. This was a waste of time. I don't know why Sting even bothered to come out. What is? 
Excuse me, what did he say? Like two words? I mean, come on, man. Pretty much, yep. What was uh, the point? I, I see I see myself and I, I see I see me and my myself and, and, and you. He was all over the damn place. He couldn't get out his fucking line either. I know. It was, it was actually really? like <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. It was. It actually was, man. And that was already we already knew the show was just nose diving. From from this point on it was just straight down. Absolutely. Anyway, Taz basically says, you know, hey, uh, we, we, you know, we were we were fighting fair, and you came out with a baseball bat. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna fight in the streets, then we can fight in the streets. And then Darby Allen said something about, be careful what you wish for, because it might happen or something. It was really flat, stupid. I, I'm, I'm imagining they're setting up for something that they're gonna call a street fight, which. Joy! They're going to have a street fight where a gang of five grown, healthy, fit men run away from a 61-year-old with a baseball bat a plastic one and someone that. with a serious methamphetamine problem. <laughs> yeah, a big methamphetamine problem. But not, oh, I just wanted to say that about that jobber you were talking about before. I'm not even going to mention that guy's name ever again because that's all he is. He's a freaking jobber and, and that's that. You can take your little FTW yeah, belt and big jobber with the orange belt. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, up next, we've got the uh, the young bucks, and they, I guess, have shown up at Kenny Omega's house, <laughs> where Alex Marvez is waiting for them. Somehow, apparently, Alex Marvez can teleport. <laughs> That's cool to know. Uh. Can I just say that painting was was fucking funny though, man. You got especially <laughs> Don Callis being next to him. That that was fucking funny, but yeah, that was intensely homoerotic. Um, <laughs> good for them. Um, this show, basically, man. the way that this this is just uh. a really bad episode. Basically, the way that this turns out is Uncle Don wants to pay off the young bucks because <laughs> he feels like they're a quote unquote um, uh. bad influence on Kenny Omega. <laughs> um, and then it looks like they're going to beat him up, and the, but he backs into the camera, <sighs> right? And then it fades for some reason because even though there was no cameraman there, the camera cut off at exactly the right time. <laughs> And uh, uh, they must think we're a bunch yeah, of just a bad too. segment. Ugh, what a show! Yeah, so it's a bad segment. It's not as egregious though as the next segment that happened <laughs> because this next segment, I'm going to be honest with you, Jimmy. I mean, this might be the biggest misstep I've seen so far from AEW, and I mean. It, it was bad for so many reasons. So it's, first of all, it's a Cody match. So Peter Avalon comes out. It takes him 14 <laughs> seconds to get to the ring. Uh, yeah. Ravishing yeah, Peter ravishing Avalon. Rick Rude, Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Cody comes to the ring and it takes him 14 minutes to get to the ring because oh. he's got to have the pyro and the entrance and the spinning and the lights come up and he's behind the <laughs> cage and then the cage comes up and then he comes out and he and he, and he poses to people <laughs> and he yells at them stuff while he's lifting. Lith <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Anyway. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to finish this guy in like 13 seconds. Uh. 
Rhodes. Can I just say, before you continue, right? Cody Rhodes is now a third-generation professional wrestler, okay? Remember I said that. <sighs> yes, okay. So, Cody Rhodes, um, after he makes this full entrance um he hits the crossroads right away and that's basically where this match should have ended because peter avalon is fucking terrible he's a jobber <laughs> that's all he's been booked as is a jobber and that's all he looks like is a jobber and he can't cut up and he can't cut a promo that, that's going to sell anybody on anything so he is a jobber he is a he is a a bad guy jobber because he's got a silly stupid look and he can get cheap heat like that uh, anyway, it's a crossroads. That's where this match should have ended, uh, except that Jade comes and stands on the entrance for a second, which makes Cody not cover the guy, which always fucking bothers me about professional wrestling. Get the cover. It takes three seconds. <laughs> then stand up and see who the fuck's at the uh, entrance. Right. I know. But you know you know how it is. It, it, it never I, goes that way because professional wrestlers are big and dumb. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. Yeah, speaking of dumb, uh, the rest of this was really, really dumb. Like, uh, again, like, Jimmy, it's fucking egregious as a wrestling fan <laughs> how bad this was. Um, there's a low blow, and then and then Peter Avalon basically takes over in the match, and uh, he dominates for basically the next five minutes or so. Um, I don't care if there was a low blow. I don't care if there was a low blow, a chair shot, a barbed wire fucking bat. The ace of AEW either flattens Peter Avalon or fuck off. <laughs> the ace. <laughs> uh, the yeah, ace. you're right, but you know. Well, it took the ace 10 fucking minutes <laughs> to beat Peter Avalon. And listen, if you were doing this oh. as a way to elevate Peter Avalon in some sort of way, I, I could understand it, but the way that they finished this fucking match was uh, Cody had him in the yeah, Cody had him in the fucking figure four and then he basically threatened to slap Peter Avalon who lay down and tapped out to avoid being slapped. He's just been in a 10 minute fucking match where he's almost getting the better of the ace of the fucking company and he, he taps out because he's scared of getting slapped in the face <clears throat> Dude, whoever booked this immediately needs to be fired. Dude, talk about killing your own career, man. Okay? What's the worst that can happen? You can say no and you get fired anyway, or you say yes and your whole gimmick is destroyed in one, not even a slap. So, uh, bye-bye, Peter Avalon. I'll see you on Dark if I ever fucking watch that show again. And whatever happened to the librarian anyway? Just the fucking worst, man. I I, I don't know. I guess that uh, that was annoying people too much. It was getting too much heat without any kind of payoff. So they just decided to skip it or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, like I said, fuck this shit. You wouldn't want to pay off the angles that you're setting up? No, of course not. No. Okay, anyways, backstage we've got uh, Jungle Boy interrupting FTR. He wants one of them next week. Um, that's fine. Should be a good match. Kind of looking <laughs> forward to that, honestly. Like, uh, you... We could have used another single match tonight, for fuck's sakes. I know, that's what I mean. Who's, who's fucking looking at the run sheet and being like, alright, tag match, tag match, 
Tag match, single match. Tag match, tag match, yeah, single fuck, match. Man. Look, come on, man. Jeez. You know what we really need in this in this main event <laughs> after all these tag matches? Let's have what? another fucking tag match. Right. Let's have a triple threat tag match. Oh, fuck. fuck. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will. Well, uh, next up, I've got I've got a lot to say about this too. Uh, it's Moxley uh, coming back, and he's fighting Nick Comorado. <laughs> I think uh, I'm getting that name right. Nick Comorado, the, um, the 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 love child of Ultimate Warrior. Nick Comorado is a yeah. He's basically that. Yeah, he's basically the ultimate Brody. Uh, anyway, he uh, he starts off the match dominating. Really, really dominating over Moxley, absolutely physically imposing over him, uh, beating the crap out of him. Normally, I like that kind of booking for a guy who looks like this because, I mean, Nick Camarado looks like he a looks million good, bucks. Dude. This guy he looks like did. a real professional wrestler. He got my attention. Um, but Mox is literally coming back for the first time since he lost his title, and he's selling for five minutes at least. For a guy who has an AEW record that they showed on screen of zero and two, I've never seen him. So, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe on dark. Anyway, his record is zero and two, and, and it took like John Moxley, and it took John Moxley like five minutes to beat him, and he sold most of this match. Listen, guys, I, this is not fucking rocket science, okay? If you want to bring a guy like Nick Camarado up and you want to give him some good matches, that's fine, but you build him first. You don't show that he's 0-2 and then have him go damn near 50-50 against the guy who you're talking about as one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Why would you do that? It just seems like, what the fuck are they doing here, Jimmy? Can I just say, right, also, not only what you just said, and I agree with you a thousand percent, if this guy, this Nick Comorado, whatever the fuck his name is, right, he looks good, right? We can agree on that, correct? Oh, man, hundred bucks. So why the fuck are they using him as some sort of jobber? Why not, like, I don't want to give away any booking tips, but why not make him sort of like a Goldberg, like some sort of machine who's just going on a fucking streak? Or some shit. The guy looks like a fucking... He looks mean, dude. He looks like he could rip your head off, but instead, I guess he's 0-3 now. He, I mean, yeah. He's 0-3. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know, man. Like, to me, it almost seems like the way that they booked... The, the way that they're booking, like, all of the, like, really muscular dudes who look I've like said, they could kick your ass... I've said this is, too, man, yeah. Like, I wonder if, if TK just is like, um, you know what? I, I think that these guys look more like me, so I want them to win the matches. Um, Stop it, the, TK. Stop the, it. The, 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 big scary, the big scary man from Bulgaria, I, I'm, I'm scared of him. I, I want the little guy oh. I want the little guy with the jean jacket to win the matches. Jesus Christ. Hey, what other conclusion can we come up with other than what you just said? Like, seriously... Hey, you know back in the day where they used to say if you weren't like six foot five and like three hundred pounds of muscle, you weren't getting into WWF, right? Well, it seems like if you are around six foot and uh, weigh about three hundred pounds, you ain't getting into fucking AEW either. And if you do, you're gonna get jobbed out because that's logic, Chris. That's how you do things. 
You're gonna get nothing but one count out of Darby oh, Allen. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. TK. TK right. TK. Oh, for fuck's Unbelievable. sake. Unbelievable. Alright. Um <laughs> next up we've got uh, Kingston. He's about to do a backstage interview, but Lance Archer interrupts. Nobody gets a word in. This basically turns into nothing. I guess them guys are gonna have a match. Uh, Isn't it a three-way? They're, they're going with Puck as well. They're supposed to be leading up to. Is it Jesus? I, I that would be know anymore, that would be excellent I, to to I, pay I, off to pay off the great story that they've told about these three guys and <laughs> the and the, I, the, the the Lucha Brothers. I'm only assuming, by the way. All right, so I don't have a fucking clue, but I thought that's where they were going. And anyway. This matchup is wrong. So who's going to go over? Is it going to be Kingston or is it going to be Archer? And if Archer doesn't go over, he's done as well, man. Yeah, well, he's like he actually looks like he could beat the crap out of somebody. So my right. guess is that he's going to lose <laughs> and only get one count. <laughs> and what's the bet? You're right. Fuck, man. Uh, okay. Starting to get frustrated. Uh, the next match doesn't help any. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking. It's Top Flight and Seidel against oh. the Hardy Party. Um, oh boy. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a caveat in front of this because I'm about to say a bunch of mean shit. <laughs> but okay, I like Matt Seidel. I think he's got a ton of talent. I think that they don't book him properly in AEW. I think that he should be, um, you know, hanging around that mid card championship. I think if you wanted to have some good face versus face TV matches, uh, you put him versus Darby Allen for the TV championship on Dynamite. You have them go 20 minutes. You, you, you can even let Darby go over. It doesn't look so bad because Seidel is smaller. But Seidel is also a guy who can actually get work in. He actually knows how to work. You know, I so I like Matt Seidel a lot. I obviously have a ton of respect for Matt Hardy, who, you know, has just done everything in this business. He's been, he's reinvented himself. You know, I mean, I think it's a toss up between him and Chris Jericho for who's more able to better reinvent themselves more often as professional wrestlers. They're both great at it. Definitely. And I do think that both, I do think that both Top Flight and Private Party have a ton of talent and they could turn into something. But this match was basically two guys named Matt. And the tag teams they they took off the fucking wrestling school because this was botchy as hell. Everybody was all over the botchy fucking place. Hell, At one point here, that to the top flight guys, they went to do something which I think would have looked pretty cool if they would have actually hit it. But the end of the move was basically that the one guy does a springboard off the ropes with his legs and then does like a moonsault. And, and lands on the guy. And well, he, he does a moonsault head, right? and landed. He landed on his head two feet away from the fucking guy. Uh, <sighs> like, guys, do the basics first, then do the flippy shit if you want to do some flippy shit. But basics first. Don't just. Don't just run into wrestling and think, ah, I'll do the fucking, I'll do moves and that'll get me over because it's not what gets you over in wrestling. And if it were, Matt Seidel would be a multiple chime world championship because <laughs> he's better at it than you are and he can still do some other stuff too. 
you got to do things properly. You got to walk before you can run. This was <laughs> two teams that were trying to fucking ride motorcycles before they walked. <laughs> And it, it, it just turned into a big fucking shit show. There was so many fucking times where you're watching it and you're like, they missed that. They, like the camera angle even shows you missed by two feet. The guy should not be selling. If, if, if you're in a wrestling match and a guy jumps up and he goes to kick you and he misses, jump on him. Like, oh, right. look, you missed, right? Because right? that shit happens in combat sports, okay? Right, right. People miss, and then that miss gets taken advantage of. You can do that in professional wrestling. You don't have to fucking sell something that misses you by two feet. Anyway, I, I don't I don't even want to get too far into this match other than um, the moonsault to finish it was impressive. Um, these like I said, these guys are all physically very, very impressive. Like I can't do half the shit these guys can do in the ring, but these guys can't do half the shit <laughs> they should do in the ring. So right. I don't, I don't know who's good or who's bad. It's like, guys, learn how to throw a stomp and a punch and a kick and a suplex. Learn how to do that, <laughs> and, <a meatball. laughs> and then I might have some respect for you. Like, don't jump to the fucking moonsault. Anyway, Man. this was bad. It was bad. It was by it. Like, I'm surprised was, no one knows sold it, too. Like, not even JR. The commentators didn't, didn't fucking sell it. Like, it's just like it didn't happen. But he knew he fucked up, man. The way he landed on his head and then just quickly got the fuck out of there. He knew, man. <laughs> you know he mean? landed on his head. And then he looked at Matt Seidel. And Matt was like, the fuck out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, and you know what there's more botches that are coming up as we get on too that's that's another thing but we'll get to that oh my god it's nothing but botches the rest of the fucking night here it uh, is it um, really is it really is man uh i don't know i want to try to say something good about this match but i can't uh it was crap and Everybody involved here just needs time. Like, like Top Flight and 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 uh, I always want to say Hardy Party. Oh, fucking the Street Profits. <laughs> uh, private Party. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. what I wanted to say. Street Party. Yeah, Street uh, Party. I just wanted to add. I like the new change in uh, in attitudes, right? With um, Private Party, and I want to also say, why the fuck are they the Impact? Number one contenders for the tag belts in on impact. Like, what the fuck? But anyway, that's another thing and another show altogether. But yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm so, okay. So I'm I'm happy that they're getting some shine on impact. I'm happy that somebody's going back and forth and it's not just uh, Omega, right? So right. that's good. But I mean, let's be serious now, okay? like all this shit aside if the good brothers don't stomp those motherfuckers oh out in God. about five minutes i think <laughs> I, I i'm literally gonna like write a letter to tk like not an email i'm gonna send him a fucking letter like so that he knows that i'm serious like i may even write it in my own blood so that he understands just how fucking serious i am and just tell him like dude hire james e Cornette. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Dude, I don't know what to tell you other than, like, fucking hire somebody who can book, my I'll friend. I'll do you one better. If you write it in your own blood, I'll even send in a letter from all the way down under, right? And write it with my own shit, all right? Because this is nothing but <laughs> shit, all right? 
For fuck's sake. Yeah. It's bad. Listen, Top Flight and Private Party, they should be on Dark, and they should be having matches every week until they really solidify some basics in right. CAG wrestling. That's 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 what they need to be doing. And when, when then when they get up to the show, you know what I mean? Then they might be ready. But right now, like I said, this was two guys named Matt and two <laughs> tag teams from the wrestling school who were like on day 14, but who were really, really good at gymnastics when they were kids. Cause it's, <laughs> that's all it was. And boy, I don't know if it's, um, I just want to add, I don't know if it's, I don't think it was top flight's fault because they've looked good in other matches. It was more than likely fucking uh, private party's fault, but every time private party, excuse me, is involved in any sort of tag match that involves high flying, right? You notice they slow the other team down because they're so green. I did, and the other thing too, and this was a, uh, this is a again a usual problem with Private Party right. is there's lots of times in these tag matches where you can tell someone's a step behind, big time, and when you stall for half a second in a wrestling match, it looks bad. It completely takes the audience out of it. I agree, and that's yep. what always happens in a Private Party match lately. Like that's what's been happening. So it's not really the opposition team because it's. They have to, like, go down a notch just to fucking make private party look half decent. Problem is, they're making everybody look bad. Everybody. Um, okay, speaking of, you know, one person, what you know, one side being able to wrestle and the other side not. Uh, next up, we've got legit Layla Hirsch and Penelope Ford. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. can i say okay so listen penelope ford looks wonderful if you could just show her you know walking or standing um <laughs> that would be great we, we don't need anything else from penelope ford at all um anyway uh charles taylor comes out with uh miro and he's dressed like a butler oh and god it's lame and i don't care and it's stupid so uh he's a butler now right that's what he's become not the fucking young kid or young boy whatever the fuck it is he's become a a butler he's the butler yep because somebody i guess realized that nobody outside of the japanese audience knows what the fuck a young boy is <laughs> um and it sounds super gay it i'm does. sorry i know you're it into does. japanese wrestling but it sounds no, well first of really all Chris, gay First of all, talking about Japanese wrestling, you can find me on Destino tomorrow with, with Jago. But uh, anyway, I just want to say, it's not called Young Boy. It's called Young Lion in Japan. The way these idiots make it sound like, it sounds like some homoerotic child porn shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and It sounds like a young... wrestling match that Kenny Omega might have had. <laughs> You're starting to see what... <laughs> You're starting to see it, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, shit. I think they're just playing off on that. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, so Hirsch is pretty impressive in this match. You can tell that she's trying to lead Penelope Ford through this match. I don't know if Ford has a lot of history in the ring, but I know I haven't seen her lately. So either she's green 
or she's rusty. But whatever it was, you could tell that Layla Hirsch was trying to walk her through a match. There was there was a couple of points even where she was literally taking like Penelope Ford's arm and putting it in the right place <laughs> so that Ford could do a move, which I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do when you're in the ring. But if the other person that you're in the ring with is that green that you have to literally treat them like they're a fucking blow up doll, there's another one for Kenny. Um, <laughs> it's bad. It looks bad. Dude, can I just say, whoever the booking committee is of this company are fucking dumbasses, dude, because most of the matchups are so all wrong, dude. Like, think about it. They're putting people up against people. Like, one can wrestle, one can't. Or they put two green fucking wrestlers, or like, or they put matchups where it's gonna destroy someone's friggin' career, pretty much. I don't understand who the booking committee is. Why are they doing it this way? It just boggles my mind. I, I don't understand. I'm sure if you and I book this damn company, we can come up with more logistical, better matches than these idiots are because they just don't make sense to me, dude. Like they, they either purposely trying to make this talent well, look well, bad, the truth or is I don't that, know. Yeah, I mean, it does seem that way. It does really seem like they're legitimately going out of their way to make people look bad. But here's the thing, man: half of the roster should be on dark, getting better. <laughs> That's it. They should not be on TV. Let them fucking develop. That, like, you know, I I personally find NXT to be a little bit like obnoxious when you have guys like you know finn balor or you know when you have tommaso ciampa or johnny gargano in what they used to consider to be you know the developmental brand those guys are all ready to go they don't need any more development they know how to wrestle they're, oh, they're as good yeah. as they're going to be in professional wrestling right? right so i used to find it a little bit obnoxious but the more i watch dynamite the more i think like man these guys need an nxt like they need somewhere where they can just put people and say listen you know we like you we want you to get better we you know but you're going to be here for a year or so before we we call you up to the main roster because there's just so much garbage <laughs> dude they need to i've said this previously but they need to bring back the wcw power plant and just call it the AEW power plant all right and and rehire the sarge i'm sure he'll fucking beat the shit out of them right to <laughs> make sure they wrestle right so heck even bring back hugh morris yeah, absolutely. Have them motherfuck everybody until uh, they and get it. Because they need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Layla goes goes to the ropes. She basically jumps up, and it looks like she's going for some kind of a diving attack to Ford. But instead, she dives off, and she hits Charles and whatever the fucking guy's name Charles. is who's marrying Penelope Ford. I don't, uh, I don't care. Sabian. Uh, anyway... There you go. There it is. Sure. Yeah. Kip. Yeah. 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 That guy. Um, anyway, I, th I found that pretty impressive because she looks like they said today that she's only four foot 11, but she looks solid when she lands on someone from the top rope still. So that was kind of cool. Um, she goes to get back in the ring. Ford takes advantage, gets the pin. Uh, it's uh -huh. nothing. Uh, I don't think even yeah. the white beach won. Did I say white? No, absolutely the right not. Bitch. The right bitch, not the white bitch. <laughs> the, right the white bitch. bitch definitely did win, uh, but that was only because there was no other option in this match. Um, <laughs> Touche. Uh, 
canal. Oh, that was good. That was good. But, but, but anyway. Uh, anyway, then the then th- then we had the real main event of this whole thing. Like, you know, the just the absolute like biggest, the biggest swerve, the biggest you know heart wrenching moment in in the whole show when uh, when Miro forced Charles to look at Orange Cassidy and say, "Miro is my best friend now." I mean, <laughs> These some kitty shit. I was crying. I was crying at home, dude. I was literally crying. Can I just it. say? I like, can no. I say, yeah. Don't do it, Charles. Dude, can I just say? Did was it Excalibur that brought up Miro's wife? Did he? I didn't. He I did. Was, he met, he I paid as little attention as I possibly can to El Tishirdeco or whatever. El Tishirdeco. El Well, anyway, fucking El Tishirdeco, right? I don't know why, but he fucking he, he, he. I think it was. I think he wasn't meant to say that. I think he was meant to bring up Penelope Ford, but for whatever reason, he says Miro's wife did something to to Charles or some shit. I don't know if that was a YouTube segment. Maybe he was meant to say that. I, I don't know. Maybe they were playing video games together, and and Miro's wife came in and did something. I don't know, man, but. That's what he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't explain oh, himself, so I don't know. The absolute drizzling shits. Okay, anyway, moving on from this fucking segment. Uh, backstage, the Good Brothers are attacking Penta, uh, and then Kenny comes in and helps out attacking Penta. Where the fuck's Phoenix? Uh, I guess uh, he was too busy taking a dump. You're well, where the fuck's Puck? Puck? Well, well, don't you know this by now, Chris? Puck, you know, this company, Puck, Phoenix, there's no logic, remember? Don't put logic and AEW in the same sentence, dude, because, you know, they're on holidays now, bro. Okay, so... They're on holidays, right? They're, they're, they're on vacation. Okay, so Penta's getting attacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Penta's getting attacked. There's no Phoenix. We don't know why, but there's no Phoenix. There's no Pac. We don't know why, but there's no Pac. We know for absolute fucking certain, Jimmy, that Lance Archer is backstage. <laughs> he hasn't had a match tonight. He got in someone's face, and then it turned into nothing. He's even dressed as a wrestler, and Penta's getting attacked, but there's no fucking save from the guy who we were told was such good friends with them that he had to turn half face so that he could save them from the butcher... The blade, the candlestick maker, <laughs> whoever the fuck else was in that goddamn segment. Like, give me just a little bit of fucking logic, AEW, please. Just, a, just a teeny, just a small, small smidgen. Can I just? I don't want a, a whole block. Just a smidgen. Do you know what a smidgen is? I, like, I know you do, but like, just, just a teeny tiny little bit of of fucking logic. Okay, just a, just, just a little little bit please you know you know what's sad i haven't been watching <laughs> anyway WWE. kenny omega looks like a fucking goof <laughs> i just want to say what's up with the pink stripe fucking pants that were like out of fashion back in the late 90s bro <laughs> and those shoes <laughs> and he and he destroys penta with those fucking shoe with that one shoe should i say that boot right i just want to say one more thing about kenny is it just me or is this becoming well Pardon my French again, Chris, right? But is this becoming a little Farge? 
it's definitely a little bit. Yeah. And, and you understand gotten, what I mean by that, right? It's gotten a little Chuck and Billy. <laughs> well, I know he's playing up on it, right? But, uh, dude, he's also going this Hollywood Kenny fucking-esque style, if you get my drift. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I, I definitely see the, the little bit of the, you know, he's got the fancy shirt or whatever, so he's trying to be like The Rock, but I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know you that, ain't that. I didn't know he uh, that band, wearing bandanas as a shirt he's in now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, hey, not my Kenny God. Fan, but fuck me. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit, Kenny? No wonder why everybody's saying you're just a fucking overrated fucking dude. Like, fucking hell, this is pathetic. You know what I mean? And please, don't ever wear pink stripes I mean, again, all right? Please. Yeah, don't do not do that. And those <laughs> shoes, like, first of all, they're pointy shoes. Pointy <laughs> shoes always look fucking stupid. I don't care. There's never been there's never been a, a moment where somebody wore pointy shoes and I thought, that's cool. But even if they had been, heels on pointy shoes on a dude are definitely out of fucking coolness. There's no coolness there whatsoever. What the fuck, man? It and just I looks say, bad. Everything was a throwback to the 90s, what he was wearing. And I just want to say, we call pointy shoes here wog tappers. All right? Anyone wog from Australia? Tappers. Wog tappers. In other words, ethnic shoe it. tappers, right? So <laughs> if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone from Australia, hey, I'm an ethnic, okay? I can say that shit just for the record. But uh, oh. if anyone that doesn't understand what I mean, you get it now so because that shit is just okay. oh, man it's fucking lame is what it is <laughs> okay uh all right so we're gonna we're gonna finally get into the main event here we've got as jr said uh three tag teams all from the same faction if that makes any fucking <laughs> sense um oh. it's jericho and mjf versus sammy hager which actually got an insert promo from Sammy Hager right. saying that his new favorite tag team was Sammy Hager. <laughs> this was so funny. Yeah, but no not everyone's going to get it, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, Jericho and MJF, Sammy Hager, LAX. I'm going to keep calling them LAX because Proud and Powerful is stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, they're LAX. Um, before we get into it, I'm going to say, uh, two things. Uh, first of all, the only reason the gun club should be here is if they bought a ticket because they got fired last week and, uh, they should still be fired this week for the ridiculous singing of Judas, which is a cool song. I have Judas downloaded. And if I was in the crowd, I would probably sing Judas because I would be a paying customer and not a paid employee who's supposed to be a face singing along at the top of my fucking lungs to the heels song. I, I don't care. You can't convince me that this is good in any way. Gun club, fuck off. <laughs> Gun club. Um, Bang your ass on out of here, man. All right? Fucking hell, both of you. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, yes. yeah, you're right. Spot on. Take your ass, man, and get <laughs> out of here. 
Um, the second thing I wanted to say before we get into the match too is I think that the tweets, um, you know, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago there was an NBA game that led into uh, AEW Dynamite, and there was like a shit ton of tweets. Uh, basically just being like, dude, why is Chris Jericho such a fat ass now? Look at how fucking fat he is. <laughs> and He's they showed so that fat. On, Look at how T- fat this guy is. Wait, 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 wait. They showed that on TNT during the NBA game? No. Oh, no, no, I would have no, popped no. that. But like after the NBA game. game. Right, right. Yeah, the, and it led into the AEW. Yep, yep, yep. Matt, you know, whatever. And then there was a bunch of tweets that basically went out saying, like, man, Chris Jericho is fat. Like, not a little <laughs> fat. Like, dude looks like he ate Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, those tweets definitely bothered Chris Jericho uh, uh, because tonight he looked like he's lost about, literally, he looked like he's lost about 15 pounds from that, from that taping. Like, he looked in much better shape. Do you think much better shape dude you could even tell in his face like his face didn't look so like uh, like that that episode jericho did look legitimately like bro have you done a sit-up in the last couple of months because like you look <laughs> soft you know what and, his, excuse his is? face looked soft dude but do you know what his excuse is what's that he Instead of just coming out straight and saying it's too much of the bubbly, right? Well, his excuse is that he has a thyroid problem. Hence why the weight gain. Okay, well, you know, that kind of thing happens when you're in your 50s. Uh, it happens. Maybe it's Don't time get me to wrong. hang him up. Or... I mean, listen, man, like, you know, you're unhealthy because you're an old man. That's fine. It's understandable, right? Like, we all get old, and then our bodies start to break down. But then don't be on TV showing off your pot belly and your <laughs> fat face. It's just weird looking. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like a dick knowing that he has a thyroid problem now because I didn't know that. But, <laughs> well, I mean, he looked way better here. <laughs> so... I don't know if he's getting his thyroid problem in check or he just <coughs> did some fucking sit-ups, but he looks much better tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. And please, one more thing. Don't ever, ever, ever do a lion salt ever again, Chris. Okay, please. For the love of Christ, don't ever attempt it again. Not at 50 and not at this weight. All right, please. I knew, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I just have to say, I knew before he actually did it, he was going to fuck up. I called it. I said it. I'm going, oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the match starts off. Sammy's using his athleticism to sort of get the better of Chris Jericho. Um, at one point, he throws him out of the ring, and then it looks like he's going to go for a dive, but he bounces back, and he does his little sexy pose. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I, I do like Sammy Guevara. I think that he's got a good future in wrestling. Can I, can I quickly intervene quickly, Chris, for a second? That pose he did Go was for it. Tetsuya Naito's pose and Cien Andrade Almas's pose and Rush's pose. Look, to be more specific, it was a Los Ingobernables pose, all right? That's what that wow. was. But yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway, Jericho stays in the match for a bit. Uh, they sort of play up the idea that MJF doesn't want to get in the ring. Uh, he's sort of workhorsing the first half of this match where Jericho is just staying in it and working. Um, I, honestly, I, I, like, 
I feel bad. Like I'm way too Canadian. I feel like I should have to say <laughs> sorry now uh, to Chris Jericho for making fun of him. <laughs> By the way, I said sorry the way that I just did on I know, purpose. I, know, all right? I, know. I don't right. say it like that. That's why I laugh. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> but but him staying in the match and workhorsing the first half of this and looking like he wanted to get a good sweat on, I like I literally have in my notes here, good for him for trying to lose a little bit of weight and trying to tighten up his stomach a little right. bit. Because thyroid problem or not, like you have to look TV ready, or you know, get the fuck go off. get your thyroid figured <laughs> out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, oh shit! I can't believe you said that about Jericho. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, Dan and Ortiz. Uh, they're they're a great team. Everything that they do looks good. There was a moment here where they kind of it looked like they were botching. Like Jericho wasn't in the right position, oh, and they were botch. trying to get him in the right position botch, before botch. they did like a flip over him. Oh. Uh, Dude, and then you know you called it. He botched a lion salt pretty fucking bad. It was pretty bad. Thank God. On. Thank God he still landed all right. Because I thought he was gonna go straight onto his head, dude. I was. I, my heart stopped. I was like, don't do it, don't do it. He slipped that rope that bad, dude. You could tell he just, all that weight on that middle rope, <laughs> that middle rope went straight yep. down, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it wasn't tight or fucking, it was too loose, whatever, but dude, that made me cringe, man. <laughs> yeah, and Chris Jericho, just so you know, like, you know, Top Flight already did the thing where they landed on their head trying to do a flip tonight. You're not allowed to take that guy's move. Um, um, <laughs> that's a big deal in wrestling locker rooms. It uh, is. It is. It really stealing is. The, stealing my shit, Chris Jericho. <laughs> <clears throat> instead, he, he, he stole fucking Top Flight's moonsault instead, bro. <laughs> the botch <Fuck>. salt, bro. <laughs> the botch salt. And from the same end. Good. It was from the same end of the ring, too. Yeah, it was too. Yep. Um, all right. So basically everybody gets a little bit of shine in this match, except MJF, who basically does nothing but sell or act like a snarky, sneaky asshole, um, which is exactly what MJF needs to be doing in this match. Uh, I did like Jake Hager's offense in here. He looked like he looked like a monster in there a couple of times. There was a point there where Jericho... It was like throw me the bat, and then he grabbed the bat and he turned oh, around. And Hager kick. was there, that and Jericho kind of paused for a second, <laughs> and Hager just kicked him full force in the face. <laughs> and he that kicked was good. good, bro. That was a lot of force too. Like that was good, man. I like that, but it made Jericho look like an idiot. <laughs> it and did, but at this point, I think that maybe that's part of who Jericho's character is: is that he is an idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot, right? He is a stupid idiot. <laughs> Uh, and I can say that because I'm from Winnipeg. <laughs> right. Legitly. Uh, all right. Oh, and um, I, I want to say anyway, one more thing. Can someone tell Ortiz not to ever attempt an Inseguri again? <laughs> all right, because twice he couldn't do it, dude. He couldn't get high enough. But anyway, go. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. It, the Inseguri is meant to connect with the bat with the back of the head <laughs> not the small of the back that's <laughs> oh not where an insiguri goes <laughs> twice though. i don't know if because uh, yeah. right right i don't know if he's too short <laughs> could be that right but dude please don't ever attempt that again because that was bad <laughs> or, or maybe go do a hundred of them so that you can actually <laughs> do it properly on tv next i don't know which way to go with it but fix it 
or just or just have have El T Shirtico come up with a new <laughs> Spanish word for what that move is. Stop calling it an insiguri. Bochaguri, bro. That's all it has to be. You know what I mean? Bochaguri. <laughs> Jesus. It's the Kikalindo. <laughs> uh. uh. Oh, geez, I'm crying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right like literally we're entertaining ourselves more uh, talking shit about this fucking episode what can we do than we did watching it this is what you call oh, us going delirious after fucking watching this shit dude i should we should change the name to the show. i will say this delirium Jeez. delirium i will say i will say this i would still rather watch this than three hours of raw oh, i'm sorry i don't 100%. care what's on raw <laughs> hours of it <laughs> makes me want to shoot myself in the fucking oh. head um <laughs> mjf wins with a roll-up holding tights uh and they sort of quickly go off the air and you could tell yeah, that was short on yeah. time right yeah you could tell somebody was like guys we need to fucking go home <laughs> now 100 <laughs> percent, dude 100 percent. i mean uh Look, it was a funny match. It was fun. Oh, we forgot to mention that Sammy Guevara, I'm pretty sure rolled an ankle, dude. Did you did you see that? It looked like he hurt himself at one point. Because there. Yeah, hopefully after he's that, all right. Because after that, he was never the same. He could not run properly. He had to use the ropes just to do a moonsault, if you know what I mean. Like He just didn't yeah. seem the same. Even when he'd done a standing uh, moonsault, he just barely Which he made missed, it. by the way. Yeah, right. Exactly. There was a lot of misses tonight. Chris. Yeah, there was a lot. It was a standing moon. It was a running standing moonsault. <laughs> which okay, fair enough. It's an impressive looking move if you can fucking connect. But he did a running standing moonsault where his arm kind of sort of slapped Ortiz's arm on the way down. <laughs> Great. Watch your mania, brother. <laughs> It, you could film a whole fucking episode of Botchamania just from tonight uh, on AEW. It was bad. 100%, bro. Oh, it was God. pretty bad. I don't know if everyone was on the bubbly tonight or or it was too hot in Florida or too cold. I don't fucking know, but no one was on their game really tonight, bro. It, it was... Uh, it, this was like really like one of the worst episodes. And it was... What I mean by worse is not that like... Not that everything was super just botchy and bad, which a no. lot of it was botchy and bad too. Right. But there were there were pluses in the. But everything that was a plus on this episode, I I also have to like say, was not a plus. Like technically, the match between Cody and Peter Avalon was actually pretty good. I felt like they had some good chemistry in the ring. Right. There was no major botches. It seemed like everybody was connecting. You know, Peter Avalon basically elevated himself a little bit. But I mean, like, way, way too... Like, the booking on that was fucking stupid. Like, you can't have your ace go 50-50 in a 10-minute fucking match with a guy who eventually tapped out because he was threatened with being slapped. What Dude. about all the other shit? He's not afraid of a suplex, but he's afraid of a slap? Again, Fuck. Logic and AEW and TK all in the same sentence. Just Like I said, man, if it is TK booking this shit... <laughs> Dude. Fire yourself, please. All right? Because, fuck. Like, it. you need to hire somebody. Like, god damn it, man. Like, 
Hire Ben Hamin, right? Right, like, hey, like, right. You know, Why not? Hire Strangler Steve. Hire, <laughs> hire, like, there's lots of fucking guys out there who can book their fucking asses off. Like, get somebody, you know? No doubt. If you're too afraid of Jim Cornette, that's fine. I get it. He's nasty, but he's also one of the best fucking wrestling bookers in the history of the business. Heck, like, at this point, get somebody get in there. Get Russo even in there, man. Jeez. But more importantly, get JR to actually fucking tell these idiots what they're doing wrong. You know what I mean? I know he doesn't come cheap and he... Honestly... Yeah. I think what they need to do is just tell everybody, look, like, like, whatever we told you when you first came in here, forget it. Here's JR. Here's Jericho. Listen to them two fucking guys. That's it. At this point, I don't think even Jericho gives a shit, dude. I, I mean, he, he definitely looks more happy at the fact that people are singing Judas than he does, than <laughs> yeah. he does about the fact that he has to wrestle. <clears throat> yeah, it's true, dude. Unfortunately, fuck. I mean, he does. He gets all smitten and shit when fucking everyone, when all the workers sing fucking Judas. Jesus Christ. Fire the whole roster because just for the fact that they're singing the damn song, dude. Yeah. That's it's it's egregious to me that there are faces singing at the top of their lungs to the heel song, and then you know in other segments you've got the gun club like grabbing at the guys from the inner circle and, and threatening them and stuff like, Ugh. bro, what? Like that doesn't make any sense. Even if the dude has a dope song, if you're beefing, you don't fucking life like that dude. Like dude. Like just a little like we'll just we'll just go a little inside baseball on the PWC here, right? <laughs> okay. I can't fucking listen to Talib Kweli anymore. Like <laughs> I fucking love Talib Kweli's fucking albums, dude. And dude. then you told me that story about him being a total fucking dick online to you, and I'm like, I can't fucking listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> I hate his guts, bro. And I was a fan of his too, but boy, did he <laughs> fucking cocksucker Talib. You ever hear this? Go fuck yourself, all right? You piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Tony Khan and Talib Kweli, both of you fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I am talking about Talib Kweli, all right? For the record, that motherfucker. Get fucked. Eat a dick. And TK, you can eat a dick too, you fucking wank. <laughs> Seriously, fucking making me watch this shit. At this point, I'm going to be like, fuck the skirmish every week because of you motherfuckers. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. God. At least we fucking entertain ourselves, brother. Um, so, <laughs> on, that point, <clears throat> on that point, um, I'm going to say one good thing about professional wrestling as a, like, on the whole here is I feel like the AEW Impact stuff is starting to actually meld a little bit more. Right. They're starting to bring people around and there's more. Yeah, it is It is good. That's a good thing and I'm looking forward to it. But God, like, just do a basic good fucking match between two people who should be in the goddamn ring with each other. Okay? Right, right. Like... Peter Avalon, 10 minutes with Cody? No. <laughs> Fucking no. Uh, what else? We can also say the inner circle having fucking tag matches galore. Like, you know, whatever the fuck's no. going on. No, 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 no. Jericho doing a moonsault no. at 50 years old? Fuck no. <laughs> Please. All right, no more. All right. 
Jesus. Everybody doing every everybody doing high flying moves that aren't connecting at all. Fucking no. No. This is the new this is the new segment, man, for the skirmish. And one one other thing. Stink coming out and doing absolutely nothing for whatever reason. No. Alright. And there's, I'm sure there's one more. There is one more. Oh, it, I've got one for you. Go, go. Sting pointing at Tony Schiavone the way that Scott Hall used to point at Kevin Nash. <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> and Tony Schiavone fucking saying, It's Sting! Every fucking week. Fuck no, no more. <laughs> Jesus. My mic almost fell off. All right, my table. And one other thing. If I hear another fucking Suicide Suicida by fucking El Toshido, whatever the fuck you say, his name is, that's a big sure fucking knows. no. <clears throat> so, on that note, uh, I've been Christopher Ams. He's been Jimmy T. <laughs> You've been listening to the PWC Presents, the Wednesday Night Skirmish. Uh, we love you. Feel free to email us. Uh, keep following along. Download everything from the Rational Rage Network. We are all kicking ass. We've got new stuff coming up. Uh, Destino's on with us. Uh, you just said you're going to be doing Destino tomorrow. Congratulations. That's a that's a huge show. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we love you. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. What do you got to say? And, uh, and one one more thing. Remember, go to prowrestlingloopcrate.com. And please click on the link in our description. That's it. Click on the link. Click on the link. Peace.
to the whole entire death row family. Both sides. What's up, niggas? And my nigga Big Shug. Known for keeping shit poppin'. To my nigga Big Drake. My little nigga High C. Little Straight G. And that little singing ass nigga Danny Boy. Y'all don't understand. Y'all can't fake this. I'm the first nigga that was banging on wax. Yeah, if you remember, 1987 Underground Tapes. And it don't stop. And it won't stop. Suplex plants Ortiz. Well, that Guevara's got a little Eddie Guerrero written all over him in my eyes. He does. And Santana just stopped the momentum there. Yeah, kick to the spine by Santana. And Sammy Guevara had his back turned. Guevara in, in a very precarious position here. Yeah. MJF, though. Bringing Sammy Guevara out towards center. But, oh, the reverse orc on Rana just planted MJF. Man, that was, that was treacherous. Sammy Guevara, treacherous landing. Oh, Spanish wow. fly from the Spanish god. You talked earlier about a bump card, JL. Remember that? Yeah. Sammy Guevara. Yes, sir. Man, one, pull this one out. Two. Oh, Ortiz. So close. 2.9. Referee in great position, though, to get a good look at the shoulders. Whoa, hey, wait a minute. He's got oh. Floyd. He's got his back. He's got the ring. It's a dynamite diamond ring. And he knows it. Hager knows it. God <laughs> almighty. Oh. Oh. right hand. Explosive right hand from Jake Hager. Santana and Ortiz, though. got Hager rocked. Oh. Double clothesline. Man, is it Jake Hager night or what? Man, it is. Sammy Guevara running shooting star press. No, MJF breaks it up in time. Ortiz. Sent into the corner. Jericho tags himself in. Guevara. Powerbomb from MJF. Jericho. Oh! Lion Salt puts the far leg. Two, no! And it's uh, deep water swimming here, Tony. This is a hell of a fight, guys. I'm, I'm telling you. All six men. Intensely physical matchup here in our main event. So this has been basically uh, by the book. Blind tag was made there by Ortiz. And Santana and Ortiz. If you consider entering the ring illegally by the book. They've got Jericho hooked. They flatten him. Ortiz with a chance. One, two, no. It's close. Ortiz can't afford to take his, oh, coat breaker. He took his eye off of Jericho for a moment. Which man can make it, make the cut? Two, no! Aubrey's hand was coming down, getting close to the canvas. When the shoulder went up. And look at all the blood rising to the, the surface of Jericho's chest there. He's been blistered by chops. And the time limit should be coming back should it not? Well, it's TV time remaining as Ortiz counters that double DDT. But Hager 
Heavy hitter back in. Start him first. We've got about a minute left of TV time. Yeah, but there's a blind tag been made there by the hater gone. Sammy Guevara oh. with the set Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. He's going to win one. one, two. No! Ortiz broke it up. Ortiz, oh, Jericho sends Hager to the outside. Jumping knee strike on Jericho. Sammy Guevara looking for the GTH on Jericho. He hit it. He blasted Jericho. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Thrust kick. Sammy Guevara. He's looking to put away MJF. Wardlow knocked off the apron. There goes Wardlow. Rolled him up. And he's got the trunks. Three, no. Team of Chris Jericho and MJF. Go Big Show. on TNT. Go Big Show. Encore. Stay with us. And what the hell just happened? Matt, Nick, I, I got word that the Elite is having a meeting here today at Kenny Omega's house. What's going on? Is that why you're randomly here? No, first it was the eBay collectors this morning at the airport. Now this dude. I mean, you're well, here. You might as well come with yeah. us. You got a camera. We're about to find out. Come with us. Doors open. Yep. Is that Kenny? Kenny! That must be him. Yeah. That does Jimmy. not look like him. Nakazawa, huh? Nak. What's up, buddy? Nak. Where's, 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 where's Kenny? Where's Kenny? Oh, you are expecting him. Yeah? Where yeah. is he? He's Follow in me. Yeah, please. In the kitchen? Kenny! He's not in the kitchen. This way. Yo, Kenny! Not here? Yeah, he'll be right there. Okay. You see this? You gotta be kidding me. Is that supposed to be done? <laughs> it is supposed to be done. <laughs> this is so, That's an oil painting. That's embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I see you see the painting. Oh yeah. I had it commissioned for Kenny for his birthday. Do you like it? It's pretty cool, right? I like it. For his birthday? Yeah. It's in October. Why, it's never too late to shop for the god of pro wrestling. I mean, what, you guys didn't get everything yet? What kind of friends are you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just friends. Oh, you're just tripping us. Yeah. Like, like, kind of like, yeah, you, oh, last, week. last week, you humiliated us on national television. I had someone on my ear telling oh, me from the production truck, I don't know, I don't hear well, so... But I'm sure someone said to change the thing. I meant to talk. Oh, I really? apologize. Oh, so that was on the fly. Hey, where's Kenny? How strange. Kenny was unable to attend this interaction with you guys at today. At his own house. Yeah, he was very busy. Oh, so, very, so you're I'm busy here. to pick up his phone too late. Strange. Call him all week. What number do you have? What number do I have? Because, no, no, I'm asking honestly because we changed the number about a week and a half, two weeks ago. It's just a lot of people, Jeez, a lot of number. fans, marks, ah, old friends. We're blowing up, his, blowing up his phone. Oh, He's interfering with business. So. Talk you guys didn't get the new number? No. Well, you, know, you don't really need it because you know where Kenny lives. You guys just sure, feel free to sure. come right in here anytime. We're always welcome to have you guys here. It's great. Oh, thanks so much for having us. Come, come for dinner. But, but listen, I think it's good that we're all here because now we can really sit here. The three people that love Kenny the most. Sounds like a good idea. Me, family, and you guys, his, his, his old friends. You know? So, so let, let's have a chat. Yeah. Uh, Marv, I don't know what you're doing here, but you seem to always be around. Uh, can you go? Nakagawa-san, please, uh, take Marvez to Dungeon. Dungeon? It's the wrestling room. It's a workout. Dungeon? It's fine. Oh, whoa, whoa, take the camera guy. Nice try. Camera guy. No, no, no. Leave the camera. You're not shooting in Kenny's house. Go on. Take the camera guy to the dungeon, too. Thank you. Very good. Can we get to this? We've got privacy now, guys. 
You guys are doing good? What are we doing? Yeah, let's do it. Here's the How long you guys know? 12 years. 12 years. That is a tremendous investment, in my opinion. I, and I think that we need to recognize that. I think it's, look, I think it's time to come. But you guys are very busy. Kenny's very busy. You don't have time to spend that friend time that you're used to. So what I'm saying is I've come up with something here that I think you guys are really going to like. Check. And, uh, you know, this will kind of compensate you for oh, your really? investment. Kenny's really? friendship. I mean, we don't, we, we kind of, we're trying to kind of keep Kenny to himself without some of the old crew from the old neighborhood, if you will. You that know looks what I mean? good, except uh, we made that much last week, Don. Oh, the merch. You guys are big merch guys. I forgot about that. Let me just, let me add in here something for the merch. This is just uh, like a bribe. Tremendous bribe. merch, by the way. You've got a few of those t-shirts. There you go. What do you think of that, kid? He's bribing That's us. Not bad. No, no, no. The audacity for you to think. That you can just buy out a 12-year friendship with our best friend. That's ridiculous. You were on those 14-hour bus rides in Tokyo. You weren't there for the missed birthdays, the anniversary. We're best friends. We leaned on each other. You weren't there. Where were you, Tom? You know where I was? I was was always there helping Kenny. And since you guys are I'm sorry that this has gone this way. But, like, let's just, you want to talk back? You want to shoot, guys? Here's the reality. You were great friends to Kenny. Now you're holding him back a little bit. Oh, yeah. You guys are like hangers on from the old neighborhood, and sometimes you got to cut the cord. Kenny's too nice a human being, I'm not. You know what? You know, this, so saying, this, this, this money, you know, we used to work for that company that you're vice president for, mm-hmm. you know what? We know for a fact that those checks are no good anyway. Good point. Okay, that's, that's unnecessary, guys. That's unnecessary. Look, you guys are bloodsuckers to a certain extent. We're bloodsuckers. To a certain extent, I mean, you're leeching off of Kenny. No, 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 you're, no, you're manipulating Kenny. No, 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 don't take your anger out on me. Don't take your anger out on me. Don't take your anger out on me. Rational Rage Network.